Dear listeners, Sai Ram, welcome to our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics. Every Thursday on Asia Stream, you can enjoy this live conversation. It's from 12.30 p.m. to 2.00 p.m. Indian Standard Time. The topic of today's episode is Satyam Shivam Sundaram. the life story of bhagwan sri satyasai baba and this was first featured as part of thursday live on august 15th 2013 offering a most humble and loving pranams at bhagwan's lotus feet dear listeners we welcome you f- to yet another session of afternoon satsang and this is prem from team radio sai as always being joined by arvind from team radio sai extending you a warm welcome to this week's afternoon satsang sairam arvind sairam prem and with that we come straight to a very historic and momentous letter a letter which is often said as a letter written by baba to his brother but in fact if we go through the contents of the letter we realize that it is a letter from baba from our dear swami to the whole world to the whole universe for all times to come and the beautiful thing is this letter was written in the very same year when india got its political independence the year 1947 25th of may and what a letter I mean it's still poetry actually nothing short of that mm mm-hmm. because uh, i was reading a wonderful article written by professor kasturi mm-hmm. many years ago about this very letter and he said the context of that letter was so beautiful because here was young satya barely into his 20s in case there are some of our listeners who are not aware just give them a background about how this letter came up so this happened because uh, swami's elder brother sheshamaraju he had seen baba's dramatic return from uruvakonda mm-hmm. that is what we discussed when we talked about satyam shyam sundaram he saw baba's devotee grow in numbers and he saw the gradual development of the mandir and the acts of wonder and devotion during the festivals when he saw all this the brother in him just got a little scared and worried for swami you know he felt scared and concerned when those from nearby places began to scorn baba for all the acts that he was doing <laughs> they called him a trickster they called him a person possessed sheshamaraju was also further troubled by the derogatory comments that were being written about baba from time to time okay so the brother in him could not just take all these insults lying down because he believed that just as his younger brother baba who is now become a baba had a meteoric rise he would soon have a crashing fall and therefore he wrote a letter to you know his younger brother like an elder brother full of love and in that letter he cautioned him about the imminent outcome of all these activities and therefore he you know pleaded with him to discontinue all this it was in response to this letter that baba wrote the historic letter that we are speaking about yes and, and you know kasturi writes in that he says one of the things which Sheshamaraj writes to Swami is we thought you will finish your school education that you will complete your BA hmm. and you will join a good uh, job in the government so what a waste it is now <laughs> okay and Kasturi writes imagine if Swami had gone on to do his BA and become a government officer what a waste it would have been <laughs> yes he didn't do a BA you know he did a double BA he did BA BA and therefore he became baba <laughs> and you know that was the context in which Swami writes this poem and also again kasturi writes mm-hmm. that imagine he is replying to his brother who is himself a teacher of telugu he is a telugu teacher mm-hmm. that's how we saw how sami moved from urukonda to kamlapuram where he got posting in the government schools Correct. as a tel- he used to pride himself of being a poet mm-hmm. sishmaraju so sami writes a letter to him which is filled with poetry mm-hmm. exactly and i think sami very well knew that this is not going to be a letter which is going to be read and discarded this is going to be a letter which is going to be read and read reread again and again and cherished just like the bhagavad gita just like the bible just like the quran and as you said prem the letter is filled with poetry i mean it becomes tough 
to say that you know swami wrote this and then this poem and wrote this and then this poem because the whole letter itself is poetry and it is with actually a slight trepidation that taking up this act of reading out this letter because no english translation can ever match up to the telugu absolutely in fact the popular version that is available online and you know that is what professor kasturi has given it he has definitely embellished it with english poetry so that it matches telugu poetry but the problem that happens when you do such things is the beauty and simplicity of the language of telugu is lost but when we translated the way we are doing now with the simplicity of the telugu maintained then the poetry is lost <laughs> it's almost impossible to get that simplicity and poetry in any other language with human effort it seems so and therefore dear listeners what we present now is an attempt to show the simplicity and beauty of that letter the poetry of the letter is beautifully portrayed by shri kasturi and that is there present on the internet as baba's historic letter to be read so here it is the letter starts off with swami answering his brother about the criticism that he brought up swami says people talk and do what they like however as long as we have perseverance character and wisdom nothing adverse will happen to us people pelt stones only on fruit laden trees wherever there is good there is bad and wherever there is bad there remains good that is a must there is no world without this dichotomy it is ignorance that throws people into spells of anger lust and darkness of arrogance people write things about which they have no knowledge because they write out of jealousy the wise will never speak in such a manner it is not good for us to go by the words of ignorant people satya will always be victorious untruth will never succeed even if untruth enjoys temporary success it will evaporate with the blossoming of truth it is not good for the mahatmas to be elated when they are praised and feel let down when they are criticized you might have read the life stories of great legendary characters and incarnations of god and known of the great trials that they faced it's quite natural for mahatmas to be criticized in that manner why do you worry of such things how long can dogs bark at the stars or bay at the moon likewise this adverse publicity too is temporary satya will win ultimately self reliance and beneficial activity the great ones tread upon these paths as long as we are engaged in promoting the welfare of devotees and allotting them the fruits of their actions why at all should we worry in the final analysis all human like and dislike pertain only to the physical body and not to the atma having written this swami then in beautiful poetry announced some really phenomenal declarations as simple statements i think we will play that uh, telugu poetry as rendered by the famous singer p sushila and then at the end of it we'll give the the best translation we can in english for it <laughs> మనసులో సమముగా 
కావించుచుండుటే భక్తి నాకు ఆశ్రితావనుడీతడే ఆప్త బంధువనగా పేరుంది నా ఎండనలరు వారిని ఎన్నడను మరువని వాడనిది ఎనిజము ఇట్టి నా పేరు చెడుట ఎట్లగును భువిని protect all mankind and ensure for all of them life full of ananda that is my task to lead all who stray away from the straight path again into goodness and save them that is my vow i am attached to a work that i love to remove the sufferings of the poor and grant them what they lack to rescue all who worship and adore me with nishta and niyama that is my glory and i have a definition of devotion those who treat good and bad as same in their mind and those who surrender to me i will never give them up having thus that's what swami says now having uh, when i'm thus, when I'm engaged, thus engaged in beneficial, in beneficial task, task how can my name ever be tarnished as you apprehend this is that beautiful uh, literally you know mahavakya which swami has given saying what his task is what his vow is and how we can understand the mission of his avatar literally yes and so dear listeners we thought that it would be wonderful for this satsang which is on satyam shyam sundaram that we discuss each line of this beautiful poem because each line describes one facet and it is so uplifting and thrilling to just comprehend what it means in totality the first statement is i have a task or determination you know we cannot translate it exactly when swami says diksha it means i'm determined and so at the same time it also means it's a task so with full determination swami has taken upon himself the task to protect all mankind and to ensure for all of them lives full of ananda again in the statement prem you see i was just thinking that swami makes no distinction he says protect all mankind there is no distinction based on caste creed it's always unity swami has always been like this all inclusive right absolutely and in fact that is also something which was always reflecting even in swami's childhood hmm there was no difference and swami would often say swami was born in a kshatriya family hmm. but he all the time he spent in subama's house she was supposed to be a brahmin a superior caste superior caste and but he dined with everybody exactly you know, if somebody from the so called lower caste would invite him he would go and dine with them too there was no difference for him you know even whether, whether it was his friends some you would say talk about ramesh and suresh hmm. some would say one was actually the son of a, a government official and there were others who were you know from a lower family for him everybody was the same exactly and because he did this a lot of eyebrows were raised you know people were shocked how can he do this first of all people criticized subama for allowing a boy of a lesser caste than a brahmin to enter her kitchen but then this boy would also enter the kitchens and enter the homes of people who were considered as untouchables in the society and he literally lived lived a life of equality of all beings equality of all beings and that continued you know even for example when it came to prayer swami always encouraged us to pray for the whole world he said this is expansion love in fact i remember he was not satisfied with praying for the whole world he said pray for all the beings in all the worlds you may not know of them but pray for them you know he changed loka samasta sukhino bhavantu to samasta lokaha sukhino bhavantu right and that small change means the prayer changed from may all the beings in this world be happy to may all the beings in all the worlds be happy in fact i remember in a discourse that swami delivered on the independence day mm-hmm. in the auditorium to the students swami made a very 
ब्यूटिफुल पॉइंट ही सेट वाई डू आई आस्क यू टू प्रे फॉर द वेलफेयर ऑफ द होल वर्ल्ड ही सेट इफ द होल वर्ल्ड इज हैप्पी देन ओनली कैन द कंट्री भी हैप्पी इफ द होल कंट्री इज हैप्पी देन ओनली कैन योर स्टेट भी हैप्पी इफ योर स्टेट इज हैप्पी देन ओनली कैन योर टाउन भी हैप्पी इफ योर टाउन इज हैप्पी देन ओनली योर होम कैन भी हैप्पी ओनली इफ योर होम इज हैप्पी देन कैन यू भी हैप्पी योर हैप्पीनेस डिपेंड्स ऑन द हैप्पीनेस ऑफ द वर्ल्ड सो एक्सपैंड इन योर हार्ट इंक्लूड एवरीबडी दैट इज बीन इज मैसेज राइट एंड दैट इज वाई स्वामी सेड यू नो दीक्षा द डिटर्मिनेशन विद विच हीज कम इज टू गिव आनंदा टू एवरीबडी विदाउट एनी डिफरेंस फॉर ऑल मैन काइंड वी कैन सी दैट इन फोर्स राइट not that it's the only example but if we walk by the super speciality hospital that swami has established we see this in force day in and day out and you know the, the beauty of it is swami has not brought about this unification of all mankind by traveling hmm you know for swami it is like you know everybody is mine and swami has done it without leaving the country like other people of course the only travel which swami has taken is that to east africa when swami went and you know interestingly very beautifully that incident which happened when swami came back from east africa mm-hmm. there was a huge festival which was organized to welcome swami back mm-hmm. and swami was asked to give a discourse mm-hmm. so swami was on the platform giving a discourse and kasturi describes how he was in the other end of the stage mm-hmm. and what swami told during that discourse was see suppose you go into your bedroom mm-hmm. and then you come back into your living room do you have a festival to celebrate you coming from one room in your house to the other room hmm swami said this whole world swami says that e prapanchame na illu hmm. that is what swami told in that discourse and you know kasturi says that translating swami's discourse can be a very challenging task because you have to pick the right word hmm. as we said you know how difficult it is to translate something poetic which swami has uttered so he said to catch that right word and put it in the translation is very difficult and he said when swami said he prapanchame na illu kasturi translated it as this whole world is my mansion hmm. and he felt very happy with the usage of the word mansion okay he said here is the lord i didn't use the word home or house i said this whole world is his mansion and he felt very proud that i've used this instantly swami turned to him and said no it's wrong hmm. okay and he started shivering he said what mistake have i done now and swami did not stop with that swami walked up to him and kasuri describes that for a moment he felt if swami is going to come and slap me it's better to go and receive it than give him the trouble of walking right across the stage hmm. so hmm. he goes and midway both swami and kasuri meet and swami said you translated prapancham as this world swami said not world universe wow and kasuri he was so overwhelmed by that you know act of swami there in the middle of the stage he did sashtang pranam to swami and he came back and said i stand corrected this world is not his mansion this universe is his mansion and that is why for swami you know the determination with which he came was to give ananda to the entire mankind not just to the bharatiyas <laughs> exactly prem and even today he continues to do it every time just thoughts of him bring tears of joy in our eyes just feeling and reliving the memories of him brings such a kind of satisfaction and fullness into our lives into our beings you know this doesn't happen with anybody else this just cannot happen with any kind of normal human relationship this is so divine and that is why swami stated this as his task because whether in the physical or not he continues to shower this bliss and fullness of joy in the hearts of all of us and it you know, being here in radio say one of the happy things that happened to us is to know about how swami is reaching out to different corners of the mm. globe you know uh, people who heard the interview which we had with dana gillespie you know she says about how when she traveled to one of the islamic countries dagestan yeah some names which we have not heard unless i mean until we heard that interview yeah i i remember it it is spelled something like d a g e s t a n okay i never knew that such a country existed right and you know she says that most of these places she goes mm-hmm. and she says they've all had a very troubled past so mm-hmm. she just goes there to heal them with her music she said the only thing which i have is the music which i have and the love which swami has given Mm-hmm. So she says I just go there to share this music and if at all anybody asks her then she gives a picture of Swami and talks about Swami. 
So she says that one particular lady comes up to her and asks something and she happens to give a picture of Swami one of the pocket calendar she carries and immediately the son comes by and says I know this person he played football with me even the last evening wow <laughs> and she was thinking that she is taking Swami to that you know world and that is the beauty when Swami says I am here for all mankind mm-hmm. uh, a s- statement which professor anantraman every time repeats in his talk he looks at the students and he says you've seen the world coming to swami mm. i have seen swami going out to the world because whichever part of the globe he has visited thinking that he's taking the message of swami he realized that swami was already there swami had already appeared there swami had already you know reached out to those people you know prem what you said triggered off the memory of an experience that i once heard narrated by shri sanjay sani sir mm-hmm. in trai brindavan this was later even narrated in bhagwan's divine presence in public too in the sai kulvant hall i don't know whether it was 2003 or 2004 by another teacher shri ruchir desai from the brindavan campus it may be uh, pertains to the next statement you know that mm-hmm. swami says i have a vow to lead all those who stray away from the straight path again into goodness and save them you know you were talking about how in remote and very less known dagestan where miss dana gillespie thought that she is taking swami's name there and they were already familiar with swami the way swami reaches out and he reaches out just as he said to save people who stray away from the straight path and bring them back onto goodness you know this incident that i am going to narrate now is so beautiful because it is really dramatic you know we often hear of incidents like cancer being cancelled and it so happens that because we have heard it so many times we say oh okay so that person had cancer he got healed so this incident has some dramatic twists and it's unique in that sense that i have never heard of it mm-hmm. okay so here goes it so happened that one day a sevadal person a volunteer in the mandir sees a person smoking okay and this upsets him because it's not allowed it's strictly prohibited so he goes immediately pounces on him and tells him you stop smoking this person says sir trust me my entire life depends on it and he is in a state of completely being overwhelmed and there are tears in his eyes so he says just three more puffs and the cigarette is done let me do it because let me assure you that my life depends on this you know more than getting moved this volunteer was very curious what on earth is going on mm-hmm. so after all it was just three more puffs so he allowed him and then that person continued to remain in that state of being overwhelmed and he said come i will tell you so they walk out they sit in a restaurant and this person started narrating his tale which i guess is one of the most dramatic that i have ever heard he introduced himself as a regular smuggler of drugs from kerala okay. so that was very shocking because even if you're a drug smuggler you want uh, introduce yourself as one he began to narrate of how how he used to you know do the smuggling he would pack all these drugs in packets and load them up in his big boat cover them on top with lots of coconuts and then transport the drugs from kerala to bombay in maharashtra in the state of maharashtra by the ocean route the right. sea route okay so this was what he used to do on a regular basis one day he says that as he was reaching the shores of mumbai of current day mumbai it was then bombay he suddenly saw one more boat coming towards him and he got onto his alert because if this happens to be the police or the coast guard he better be prepared and how would he be prepared some of the coconuts that he carried on his boat were not just coconuts they were bombs that have been disguised as coconuts mm-hmm. so all he had to do was just open up one and throw them and that's it you know he was ready for the worst but this boat happened to be a friendly boat in the sense there were hardly any people on the boat there was just one man a very tall person wearing a kind of a white old robe shabby robe and his hair had been tied up into a plate like thing mm-hmm. in the cloth itself this person also had a mustache a beard white mustache and white beard 
and he comes to him and he says directly you may not know me but i know you okay so what more he says that you have not had any children right though you have been trying to get children you have not had any children now this our smuggler is really shocked he is wondering how on earth does this person know about it he says i know and i also know the reason why you are not getting children and then he goes on to tell him that you have been ruining the lives of so many children with your drug smuggling this person is now shocked because he also knows about my drug smuggling mm-hmm. says yes i know about it and because of that you are not getting children now he gets little doubt he asks are you the police he says i am not the police but they will be here soon and he points out in a direction and this smuggler is able to see that police boats the coast guard boats coast guard. are drawing close okay he is now worried he is planning to do something to take um, action and protect his goods worth millions when this stranger tells him you know i will save you just get on to my boat i will get on to your boat and all will be well he thinks well this is a good deal because if at all something happens untoward also this is the guy who gets caught i'm saved so they exchange boats at that time the coast guard comes close they board his boat and they ask him what is he carrying and this stranger says that he's carrying coconuts and salt now they say that don't think we are fools who will transport salt by sea so they dig below the coconuts come to those packets and when they open it it is indeed salt so the police the coast guard of officials they think that this guy is a crazy person to transport salt they just let go of him and go back now our smuggler is shocked he goes to him and he says that you know worth millions that was goods worth millions i am sure i bought drugs it is not salt the other stranger just tells him that for this good deed that you have done he has not done any good deed but he's given credit for the good deed he says because you are not going to peddle these drugs there are no drugs anymore to peddle i will grant you children how many children do you want so this person says about two three children now his you know respect for this person is growing he says okay it is granted and then he also gives him an address on a piece of paper and says any time you want if you feel like meeting me this is my address you can come and meet me and with that they part company the smuggler goes back he begins to mend his ways he feels little bad about this and he just tries out a new life mm-hmm. and it's indeed amazing that he is blessed with six children six children and years pass after which he gets you know kind of dissatisfied with life in general that is when he remembers the stranger that he had met more than a dozen years ago on the sea he decides to pay him a visit he pulls out that piece of paper picks up that address and lands up i don't remember exactly whether in mumbai or in some other town in maharashtra but definitely in maharashtra okay he lands up and he goes to that address he seeks out that address and finds that it is the address of a shirdi baba temple <laughs> okay now this person has not heard of shirdi baba till then mm-hmm. and when he steps into the temple he begins to weep he begins weeping because he feels that his dear friend is now no more he thinks that that person who met him on sea was some philanthropist who is now dead and it's a memorial it's a erected memorial. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in his honor and when he is wailing thus the priest of that temple comes to him and asks him what's wrong and he says that you know this good friend of mine i had met him i thought i'll meet him again but he's gone and the priest asks him when did you meet him he says i met him about 12 13 years back he says you must be joking you know this shirdi baba he's our lord he gives him an introduction to shirdi baba and also tells him that it was in 1918 that shirdi baba cast away his body now the smuggler the erstwhile smuggler is so shocked he's just unable to believe the amazing sequence of events that have happened he bows down to the idol of shirdi baba and goes for pradakshina circumambulation as he's doing pradakshina a flower falls from the idol of shirdi baba right in front of him he picks up that flower and he's wondering what to do with it when he sees that the flower is actually uh, wrapped by a piece of paper 
a piece of paper is going around the flower he pulls out that piece of paper and opens it and guess what is written on it what is it <laughs> bhagwan shri satyasai baba puttaparthi wow okay it was as if shirdi baba is now mm. announcing his arrival and telling he makes inquiries and lands up in puttaparthi and this is the time when he has actually come to puttaparthi now when the smuggler is narrating this the sevadal is wondering where on earth does the cigarette come into you know because that was what he was doing mm-hmm. and then he narrates that as soon as he had landed at prashanti puttaparthi he had gone for darshan and in the darshan lines bhagwan calls him out for an interview in the interview room swami looks at him and asks him don't you recognize me he looks at this very unique face of swami and he sure that if at all he had seen anybody if he knows anybody like this in his life he would surely remember you can't forget a face <laughs> like this. this so he says no i don't know you then swami just touches him on his head and his previous life flashes before him he was a close devotee a person who had great love for shirdi baba who served him throughout his life and today he sees how shirdi baba has come back again as satisai baba and how he from a devotee has come back as a smuggler and he feels so repulsed with his own self he feels so repentant immediately after that vision he comes out he falls at swami's feet and says swami what have i done to my life what have i done i have strayed away from the path what i was and what i have become today is there any hope for me is there any redemption for me and as he cries out like that swami did something that till now i had never heard of and swami waved his hand and materialized a cigarette he says mm-hmm. and swami said this one cigarette you smoke after that all your old samskaras will be back all these new dirty traits that you have obtained will be burnt away and he says that's why sir i did it i'm leaving prashanti and that sevadal apparently never again came across this person in prashanti anymore and that's all we know of the story this is what was narrated in tarai brindavan by sanjay sani sir in swami's presence and as i said later again in kulvanthal by shri ruchi desai sir it's so phenomenal it just makes me wonder how many such stories we would have missed because they are not brought to the public eye it was indeed good fortune that that sevadal met sani sir and narrated it to him and sir in turn narrated this to all of us privately in tri brindavan after which it came out in public swami was just smiling as this narrative went on but again it highlights what swami had said i have a vow to lead all those who stray away from the straight path again into goodness and save them and a wonderful thing you know even as you're narrating this another incident which comes to my mind is because especially when swami saying i'll catch those who stray away from the right path and bring mm. them back again a incident which was narrated I, i must have heard it first in during a trai session mm-hmm. it seems uh, one of swami's devotees who, again this happened in bombay and he was getting into his car in the parking lot mm. okay even as he was getting in he saw that there was a car parked ahead of his car mm. and there were three youngsters trying to break into the car Okay. okay and he could clearly see that there were two elderly men who were trying to force a young uh, teenager to open the car apparently he was the one who was good at opening the locked car so they the were car get, thief yeah the car thief so he realized that it was a scene of a car being stolen there so at that moment he wanted to come out and you know try to alarm people around or something so when he was trying to get out he very clearly heard a some voice which was swami's voice and it said don't do anything just watch Okay. Okay, and he was surprised that you know such an instruction was coming from Swami. So he started sat in his car and he saw the scene happening in front of him. He saw this young boy opening the car door, getting into the car and just driving away. Hmm. So he said, "Oh, okay, probably he's stolen the car now." So he just forgot about it. Forgot about it. But many months later when he came back to Parthi, Swami revealed the whole story to him. And you know hmm. what happened was this boy gets into the car and the moment he closes the door he realizes that there's somebody sitting in the back seat okay okay and he must have seen it in the rear view mirror or something so he shocked because it was a locked car and nobody was supposed to be in there and that person sitting in the back seat was swami actually wow and this boy had not seen swami till then he tried to get out of the car swami said no don't run away 
lock the car and start driving you know nothing will happen to you just start driving nothing left to do this boy starts the car and swami gives him directions you know take this road go this way gives him some directions and in front of a house swami says yeah stop here now and swami tells him to get out of the car and takes this boy holds his hand and goes to the front of the door and rings the bell mm. okay and the lady of the house comes out and she's shocked to see swami and apparently they were devotees of swami and she's shocked to see swami standing at her doorstep okay in bombay and the swami is holding the hands of a youngster and swami tells that lady didn't i tell you that i will catch your son by his hand and bring him to your doorstep hmm hold his hand this is your son <laughs> wow and then swami narrated what happened actually to that boy that apparently lost this boy as a young child in a crowd and they had come to swami many years later and they cried to swami how they had lost their son and hmm. swami had given her the word that will i'll bring back your son one day i'll catch him by his hand and bring him to your doorstep hmm and that was the same boy who had actually fallen to the wrong ways and got caught in a gang of car thief whom swami had come to restore so here not only is swami bringing somebody back to the right path but also the promise which swami has given here for those who have surrendered to me hmm i will take care of them exactly i will never give up those who attach themselves to me that was the last statement of the poem well you know uh, the amount of time we are spending on each statement that swami made i don't think we may finish it in this satsang but let's make that attempt the third statement in that same poem is swami saying that i am attached to one work which i love to do and what is that to remove the suffering of the poor and grant them what they lack just imagine prem this was in 1947 Swami is telling that I'll remove the suffering of the poor and grant them what they lack. If we, at that time, if we see Swami's life, he himself was so poor. <laughs> Means in the terms of the the way world sees as poverty, and he himself lacked so many things apparently. That itself, I feel, is a sign of divinity. When you have nothing, nothing, and literally nothing, and you say that I will remove the suffering of all the poor and grant them what they lack. it is so amazing and that swami indeed did that you know we know how we have discussed in satyam shamsundaram how swami used to have only one ball of ragi for all his meals <laughs> whatever it was he would use thorns from a bush as buttons for his shirt he had only one pair of clothes which he had to wash on his own because of which he would drape a towel around himself wash and wait for the clothes to dry so that he can wear them back again and even when he was staying with his grandfather hmm? he used to do that 2 km running up and down to have lunch and cook food for his grandfather what he would say is because if i eat this food in front of my friends they will think lowly of my family because that was a kind of lunch he was eating every day hmm. and that lord you know he's saying i have come to remove the suffering of the poor and grant them what they lack and he indeed did that and you know even to look at it when swami's brother would have read this letter his mm. first impression would have been that mm. you know what does this guy have that he's saying that i'm going to you know give what people lack mm. and today when we see of course you know in the direct physical sense if we see swami has done a lot to alleviate poverty you know whether apart from providing water and providing hospital services we know what happened when the orissa floods came and washed away homes swami built homes literally and i remember it and it has special significance for me because i was part of the team that was documenting over there and we wanted honest candid opinions you know so we told the sevadals to be away directly went to these beneficiaries and asked them and they spoke glowingly of swami and they always referred to him as thakur mm-hmm. i later got to know that this word thakur in odia means god So I asked them, "Why do you call him God? I mean, how do you know he's God?" I I was really curious, mm-hmm. and then they said, "Sir, when we lost everything, our lands, and our animals, our livelihood, everything got washed away. At that time, what did the government do? The government airdropped biscuit packets and food packets. You know, sir, we we may be poor, but we don't lack dignity. We don't want things to be thrown to us as if we are dogs." in such a condition 
here comes these people don't know from whom they say they are coming from some bhagwan shri satyasai baba they treat us with such love and care they have provided us temporary tents to stay and at the same time building homes for us and these homes even if all our generations together were to repay we will not be able to construct a home like this that is what is being given a person who gives so much can be none other than god and that's why we refer to him as god you know they were not introduced to swami as god but they felt swami's love and they said this has to be god because you know swami did that swami first instruction he gave was he said don't just build one huge building and say everybody come and occupy this <laughs> so people are attached to their land to their places and so go to wherever they had their homes wherever it was destroyed and so in the three districts that swami took up the homes were built across a land area which you know the lands were more than 200 kilometers apart <laughs> some places 20 houses some places 15 houses wherever it collapsed it was built there and built in such a manner that if the same flood came again next year nothing would happen to these homes what else is it then swami loving loving a work that he is attached to which is to remove the suffering of the poor and grant them what they lack and not only that when swami says this is the work i am attached to mm. and this is the work which i love doing mm. swami also made it very clear that if you are going to be attached to me mm. if you are going to love me mm. you have to do what i love you have to do what i find happiness doing exactly and that's what swami did you cannot be a devotee and you know cannot express that love which swami had mm. you could do it in any way and that is what we are seeing all through the world you know people expressing it in all kinds of ways you spoke of how swami built houses you know for these families and you've also spoken before about how in trinidad people are doing a similar kind of thing where they're giving house for people who are homeless exactly and you know everywhere it is whatever swami did swami made sure that it also reflected and you know spread all through the globe you know proof for that prem is as we recounted it's almost one and a half years since we have started this thursday live and for one and a half years every week if brother raghu is able to speak <laughs> about some seva activity that is going on in the world it only shows that this ideal this attachment to this kind of work to remove the suffering that swami had has been imbibed by people who love swami also because if we love swami we love what he loves and if swami loves to work and alleviate the suffering of the poor that is what we too should love to do and that has been happening it is indeed amazing and that is why it is said that divinity is eternal it is not restricted with just the form or the presence of the form the spirit goes on forever and the statement of swami says that grandam what they lack this has inspired so many people's imagination because as you said hmm. the kind of stories which raghu has brought for us where people go into the slums they don't have english education hmm. so let's teach them english you know there's a youth group in bombay which has started the bol bindas class hmm. bbc where they found that you know children in the slum they have aspirations equal to anybody else so one of the things which they lack is their fluency in the language english hmm. so they set up classes to teach them that to give them what they lack beautiful prem because you know in the 50th birthday during the all india sevadal conference this is exactly what swami said you know swami said that the different conveners and state presidents or you know different office bearers have presented before this assembly the seva activities going on in their state he said i am not interested in the numbers and he said you should not make it a competition in this way that that state did this many things so we'll do one more than that he said it's not about numbers swami said it's about the need people in different places have their own unique needs they lack what they lack is different you know the way we do narayan seva in india you can't possibly do it in the united states <laughs> of america Absolutely. and in fact you know some of these very very novel projects like the i think the cynet project in africa hmm. where they found those people need protection from mosquitoes hmm. you know as a very very primitive uh, necessity for good health so their narayan seva consists of giving each household mosquito nets beautiful <laughs> so this is something that we should also take on as an expression of our love for swami in the places where we live we should be on a lookout for what is it that people lack to make their lives happier in the true sense in the sense bringing swami to them and provide that that is true seva it doesn't mean that we just 
have a standard operating procedure <laughs> that statement that swami has said grant them what they lack that is so important to keep in mind the next statement which swami is making here it's a promise at the same time swami also places a demand there hmm. but i think before we come to that statement we'll have some interesting discussion on that let's take a short break and we'll come back maybe we'll be able to complete the three points which swami is making in that letter जिसके सर परी हाथ हो तेरा कौन बिगाड़े उसकी हर पल उसके साथ है बाबा हर पल सब दुख दूर करे साई नाम सुमिरन जो भी करे यही नाम सब दुख दूर करे भव सागर से पार उतारे जन्म जन्म के पाप हरे यही नाम सब दुख दूर करे कोई मनोरथ मन में बसाए तुम्हारी शरण जो आए मनोरथ मन में बसाए तुम्हारी शरण जो आए इन चरणों में मन चाहा फल बिन मांगे मिल जाए साई बिगड़ी बात सवारे सुख संपत्ति भंडार भरे यही नाम सब दुख दूर करे साई राम साई राम साई राम साई धाम हमारा हम साई के पुजारी परती तीरथ धाम हमारा हम साई के पुजारी साई बाबा इस धरती पर शिव शक्ति अवतारी जब हो सर पे साया तुम्हारा जब हो सर पे साया तुम्हारा जब हो सर पे साया तुम्हारा कौन किसी विपदा से डरे यही नाम सब दुख दूर करे साई राम साई राम साई राम 
found a better song to fit the <laughs> topic which we are going to talk about you know sai naam sumiran jo bhi kare whoever is coming to swami and saying that lord i am yours and i surrender to you mm. swami says i will take care of them and i am proud of that you know mm. that is what describes my glory that's mm. what swami says in this telugu uh, line mm. And the beautiful thing is Swami is saying here I have a reason to be proud for I rescue all who worship and adore me. And Swami says with nishta and niyama. Nishta meaning determination or one pointedness. Mm. And niyama means discipline. Discipline and dedication. Discipline mm. and dedication. In this statement you know we can see a kind of um, echoing of what had been done in the previous avatars. You know if we take the Ramayana there also rama laid emphasis on the aspect of surrender overruling everything else surrender is most important that is why when somebody from the enemy camp you know vibhishana a demon supposed to be he comes and seeks refuge at the feet of lord rama lord rama asks his advisers if we can say call them so you know sugriva and the others and everybody advises him that this is the brother of the enemy how can you take him into our camp and share our secrets with him it's a dangerous and a stupid thing to do but rama does exactly that he gives refuge to vibhishana and he says you are like my brother now and then he says you know i do not know this that beautiful sanskrit shloka but in that shloka he says that this is my vow that those who take refuge under my feet whomsoever it may be i shall grant them refuge that was what rama said if we come ahead to the times of krishna that is what krishna also said one who thinks of me incessantly i'll take care of his yoga kshema i will take care of his yoga kshema meaning everything that he needs in this life and the afterlife i shall take care so i feel this is swami statement equivalent to those statements i have a reason to be proud of because proud in the sense my glory is described by the fact that i rescue all those who worship and adore me and you know this particular shloka which you referred to from the bhagavad gita where hmm. he says ananyas chintayantu ma hmm. a beautiful explanation which swami gives is the literal translation of that is one those who think of me without thinking of any other hmm. i shall take care of their yoga kshema as you said but swami in a discourse says what is ananyas chinta ananyas chinta ha huh? what he is says, those who think of me as some someone else mm. that is you know to think ananya means somebody else as another as the as, a, as somebody else as a third party mm. ananyas chintayantoma those who come to me and think of me as not somebody else but think of me as their own think of me as one being one with themselves mm. i will protect them without having you know leaving anything for chance wow only you know swami alone can uh, twist to bring out a deeper meaning mm-hmm. i also remember that famous tatvamasi you know which is supposed to be an advaitic statement which means thou art that but on the face of it it doesn't look like an advaitic statement because it says thou art that so there's a thou and there's a that you know that two differences and again swami resolved it so beautifully he just said it is not tatvamasi but it is tatvam asi which means tatvam is essence and asi is being or existence so just with that little twist swami brought back glory and grandeur to that advaitic statement in its true sense and here again we see the same thing changing ananyas chintayantoma from 
हू थिंक ऑफ मी एंड नॉट एनीबडी एल्स इन टू अनन्या चिंता यंतोमा दोस्त थिंक ऑफ मी एज पार्ट ऑफ देमसेल्स वाओ एंड दैट्स व्हाट सम सी इज योर दोस्त हू कम टू मी एंड से लॉर्ड आई एम योर्स नो आई बिलोंग टू यू आई एम योर्स एंड योर द वन हू ओन्स मी दैट्स व्हाट सम सी इज अनन्या चिंता यंतोमा वन हू बिकम बिकम माइन एंड से आई एम योर्स इवन इन दैट श्लोका व्हिच वी ऑल वेरी ऑफन कोट you know anyata sharanam nasti to me va sharanam mama no i i come here as being yours no hmm. you only have to protect me i am not seeking protection from you because when i say i am yours protection becomes your duty hmm i am seeking you to do your duty literally you know that's what it means and how many times swami has told that telugu uh, saying there are people who come to me who don't have faith and suffer because of it but never has been the case that those who have faith have suffered and actually swami makes a generalized statement of this he doesn't say about people having come to him right he generally speaks about faith and says nammaka chadina varu unnaru kaani nammi chadina varu leru 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 there are people without faith who have got ruined but people with faith are never 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 ruined that's what swami says you know you are speaking about this ananya chintayantoma poem from the bhagavad gita a small digression it reminded me of a chinna katha that swami often narrates mm-hmm. i don't know if he narrated as often but he has narrated it and it's so amazing listening to him swami says that there was this pandit this scholar who was known for his knowledge of the bhagavad gita and once a wise king called him to court to explain to him and to expound on the bhagavad gita mm-hmm. and then it came to this particular श्लोका विच इज अनन्याचिंतमा ये जन परुपासतेषाभिलोकृता योगक्षेम वहम्यम सो ही बिगैन टू एक्सप्लेन हाउ कृष्णा सेज दैट दोस हू थिंक ऑफ मी इनसेसेंटली और दोस हू थिंक ऑफ मी ऑलवेज एंड ही ऑल्सो गेव द डिफरेंट मीनिंग्स एंड डिफरेंट सटल इंटरप्रिटेशन ऑफ दैट आई विल टेक केयर ऑफ देर एवरीथिंग ही डिड अ प्रिटी गुड जॉब ऑफ इट बट द किंग देन टेल्स दैट यू हैव नॉट अंडरस्टूड दिस पोएम प्रॉपरली गो बैक थिंक ओवर इट come back tomorrow and tell me what it is so the scholar is surprised startled he goes back comes again the next day and does a better effort of the same again gets the same reply from the king that this is not the meaning go back come again go back come again go back come again this happens for a week after which the scholar is frustrated at home his wife sees him worried asks him what happened he says you know i don't know i've done my best this is the best possible explanation and and the king still says i have not understood it i don't know maybe the king is not understanding it the wife just smiles you know and swami says that the wise wife tells him swami often says that wife w i f e stands for wisdom invited forever you know he had told this to one lady and that is what was the case for this scholar too the wife tells him that tell me dear husband why is it that you're going to the king says to expound the meaning of the bhagavad gita no no is that the reason what is the ultimate objective says yeah he'll be pleased he'll give me money and you know that is what we need for our livelihood what is the meaning of the poem here he says yeah he it says that if you think of krishna always everything will be taken care so then why do you go to the king then it strikes the scholar you know it hits him and the next day he just doesn't go to the court he realizes that if he contemplates and thinks of krishna krishna will take care of him and that is when the king in the court swami says announces that the scholar has today understood the meaning of ananya chintayantoma and he himself goes with his royal retinue to the house of the scholar and showers him with gifts divine it seems paradoxical but it is the truth that when we clamor after worldly things they seem to be running away from us the minute we realize that the only thing permanent is the lord and stick on to him all the world seems to come and kiss our feet even as i read this statement i'm reminded of one very nice incident which was shared with me by one of my classmates mm-hmm. this boy's sister was living in chennai i feel mm-hmm. and after her marriage he moved on to us mm-hmm. during the time she spent in that city she would go to one of the coastal villages Mm-hmm. and uh, conduct balvikas classes for the children of those fishermen over there you know she would gather all of them and there used to be a mahalakshmi temple on the coast mm-hmm. so she would gather all of them there and you know she would sit and teach them they had absolutely no idea about swami so she had introduced swami she had taught them uh, you know shlokas and 
how to worship swami and all that and then as i said she moved on after that and during the time when you know we all heard of the tsunami happening uh, how devastating it was for those coastal villages and on that day when it happened and these children you know these balvikas children were all playing in the seashore that day hmm and when they were playing one lady came by and she said now all of you get up enough of your games all of you go to the temple this temple was in, in a comparatively elevated, uh, elevated platform hmm. so she said all of you go to the temple so these children had never seen this lady before and they continued playing so she started uh, you know shouting at them and reprimanding them and she very forcefully pushed all those children to the temple and after they all went to the temple the tsunami came and all those huts which were there on the seashore were washed away hmm. and never before or after this incident they had actually seen that lady oh wow and that's when they realized that maybe swami himself came in that form of that lady not maybe Definitely, Definitely, Swami came in that form of that lady and saved. Anyway, Swami is saying here that those who take my name, those who worship me, I will come and protect them. And dear listeners, that actually there are so many more beautiful stories regarding this of people having taken Swami's name. And when we take up Swami's name, it is never in vain. Swami always comes to our rescue. But in order to complete this historic letter, we've come to the next line, which is. I think most important for all of us it gives us so much of food for thought points to ponder and in that swami says according to me devotion is this those who are able to treat good and bad as the same they are the ones who are true devotees and this single statement alone i think is such food for thought for us prem because again in discourses swami has said how when the wishes are fulfilled we put up hundreds of pictures of swami all around the house and when the wishes are not granted we take the photos and put them back into the cupboard he says is this devotion no sukha dukhe same kritwa labha labhau jaya jayo one who is able to have equanimity in the face of profit and loss sorrow and joy he is a true devotee that is what even lord krishna said in the bhagavad gita one who has got equanimity he is the one who is dearest to me And you know, just going back to all these points which Swami has made, mm. if you look at it, you know, Swami says, "Those who stray away from the path, I will bring them back to the right path. Mm. Those who lack something, the poor who need, you know, health or wealth, whatever it is, I will give them what they lack. Mm. And if you come to me seeking refuge, I will give you refuge. If you come to me for protection, I will protect you. Mm. But none of these actually stand for devotion." Hmm. You know, you can worship Swami, you can adore Swami, but that is not devotion. You know, you come and seek something from Swami, and you get it. That is not Swami certifying your devotion. Hmm. And finally, Swami is saying the only certificate for devotion which I will give is if you treat good and bad as alike. That is what is devotion for me. If you have equanimity. Equanimity. After that, He gives a wonderful reassurance. Swami says, "I will never give up those who attach themselves to me." I remember Swami saying in a discourse. you may give me up but i will never give you up that statement i mean we can enshrine it in our hearts and draw strength and inspiration and express our deepest gratitude that we have such a wonderful such a loving such a beautiful lord who decided to touch our lives and it's our great fortune that our lives got touched by him let us make the best of this opportunity indeed dear listeners it was just a drop in the ocean and you know even that would be an understatement to say that because each of these points which swami has made i'm sure each one of us in our lives will have incidents to you know portray each of these points which swami has made you know that's what even swami tells in the letter he says how great are some people because even in their lifetime through all their effort they will not be able to realize my shakti and then swami goes on to say nobody can do me any harm do not think even in your dreams that i will get spoiled i do understand that you have written to me with love and affection and nothing else i do not have any dissatisfaction in my mind and so swami reassures his brother and today when we read it is actually a reassurance to all of us and then that also swami says in the next few lines when he writes I have written to you in detail. I am replying to you because you may feel pained if I do not respond. Even this act of writing a letter is for your sake. 
I have nothing to gain or lose from that. That is exactly what Swami said even when the topic of setting up Radio Sai came, you know. This is what Brother Sai Prakash told me. He said, Swami said, that is for your satisfaction you are doing. I have nothing to, I have nothing give, to gain, or, gain lose. or lose from this institution that we call Radio Sai. Swami is not attached to that also. His, his love and concern is only direct, heart to heart. And that is why I express gratitude that Swami indeed gave us Radio Sai and <laughs> given us this chance to work here. And I am sure thousands of devotees across the world will be grateful for the same because Swami has done all this for us selflessly, nothing for Himself. And to that Lord, we offer our most humble pranams and this humble effort of ours. And all that we can do is, in a sense, congratulate ourselves that we have known this Lord and marvel at our good fortune that we have come to know of Swami. Dear listeners, we bring this afternoon satsang to a close. The next week, we will continue with Satyam Shiva Sundaram. Till then, happy listening. Ram, you just heard an episode of our radio series, Afternoon Satsang. This is a discussion between Radio Sai's Prem and Arvind on different spiritual topics. And the topic of today's episode was Satyam Shivam Sundaram, the life story of Bhagwan Sri Satya Sai Baba. This was first featured as part of Radio Sai's Thursday Live at 12.30 p.m. on August 15th, 2013. We hope you enjoyed it. Your comments and suggestions are very important to us. Please mail them to listener at radiosci.org. Next week, same day, same time will be the continuation of today's episode. Stay tuned. Thank you and loving Sairam from Prashant Nilayam.